and hallelujah, everybody. It is the morning after with Nick and Big J. Welcome to Tuesday. We are here on the 20th day of April 2021. 420, Big J. Woo! Yeah, my kid's birthday. Woo! Happy birthday. 23 years old. Holy jeez. Time flies. Wasn't it just yesterday they were the nine-year-olds? Yeah. Yeah, no kidding. What the hell happened? She owns a house. (laughs) What are you doing for the birthday? Anything special? Uh, Just uh, some get-together. Nice. And uh, yeah. you guys going out somewhere? Or you you yeah, we'll kicking it at the house? Yeah, uh, my house. Very house. nice. Very nice. Uh, that means you're cooking for a ridiculous amount of people again tonight? No, not really. Oh, good. Nice. A little load comes, off your back, right? Yeah. Yes. I like that very much. Keep the load off. Uh, and hopefully uh, you have a very happy birthday get-together at your place. Uh, I'm trying to score her a PlayStation 5. You know anybody who's gotten one recently? I got a PlayStation 5. It came to my house yesterday. Uh, here, let me help you. It's terrible. What a what a huge mistake I made. Oh, I know that, but my kid doesn't know that. No, it's wonderful, and it's amazing, and it's incredibly fast, and uh, it's, uh, it's, it's everything you ever want. And I've only played one game so far, but I have, like, you know, you know me, I never play online, you know what I mean? It's just mm-hmm. not something that I that I do. Mostly it's because I end up getting in something that, in a contest with somebody that rage quits on me and it, it drives me crazy. How I, I get into these things and I never can complete them because somebody always quits on me or there's an internet disconnection or whatever. And uh, I, I, I did not know this when I bought this because, you know, currently there's not exactly a ridiculously amount of variety in PlayStation 5 games because it's relatively new. Sure, yeah. So I bought Outriders, not knowing it's kind of like a, a Destiny kind of a thing where you have to play online. Like, every mission is co-op, whether you like it or not. Oh. I, like, I kind of like Division. And uh, and I love it. Oh. I mean, like, it's oh. super fast. There's no glitch. Everything is smooth. You, you know, there's communication is great. There's no, you know, kind of delay and this is just my first and the game's brand new too so you expect it to be kind of glitchy but man it's it's pretty amazing pretty fun pretty cool so if you can finagle and listen the only reason why i got it is just dumb luck i didn't have to like you know uh log on to something i went into the ps direct queue and i had done this a bunch of times before this is nothing new for me but every time i went into that queue it said i had an hour wait and then thursday of last week i went into the queue and it said I had four minutes to wait. And I was like, whoa, that's never happened before. And, uh, and four minutes later, boom, I am I am right on the PlayStation site buying myself a PlayStation 5. Uh, and it was that easy. It's supposed to be another restock tomorrow. God so. bless it. So, uh, and, and there is no rhyme or reason as to what time you get in the queue. That's the kind of randomness of it. But <laughs> it happened, and I'm happy that it did. Today on the show, uh, if we focus on that, we have a chance for you to check out the corn concert that's happening this weekend. Who do you do happening at 7.30 today for a chance to get qualified for Aftershock. And, of course, we're going to have a guest on the show, Big J. A guest. Anna Siga Nicolazzi is the host of a show on Discovery called uh, True Conviction. And we're going to talk about Season 3 of that, which is available for you to check out, and the, uh, the world of true crime, which is very, very popular these days. So that's all on the show today. Plus, we play music on this show. Kicking things off with some filter. Hey, man, nice shot is on the morning after with Nick and Big J on the X Rocks. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, hey, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208 471 4444. Chat with an attorney online 24 7 at advocateslaw.com. You, my friend, deserve an advocate. Big J, Idaho Power thinks your power bill is too low and they've had it up to here with it. 
You may notice a bump in your electric bill that begins this summer. Idaho Power recently filed for an annual spring cost adjustment with the Idaho Public Utilities Commission. The company also filed for a fixed cost adjustment in March. If both are approved, the Idaho residential customers would see their bill increase by about, on average, anywhere from 3 to $6 per month starting in June of this year. Neither Idaho Power nor its shareholders receive any financial return from this filing. Idaho Power says that their residential customers pay about 20% less than the national average, which you could have fooled me about. Uh, rates for business customers are around 30% lower than the national average. They also say the rate increase allows them to account for fluctuation in power costs. So they don't expect any kind of speed bumps with the commission. So expect your power bill to go up. Basically, we'll know for sure in the next day or two. But all the presentations begin today. So we'll see what ends up happening. But odds are, if I were a bet man, your power bill's going up, Big J. Great. So start setting aside some extra cash because they need it. Hey, this is pretty amazing. Congratulations to San Jose Sharks player Patrick Marlowe. He broke Gordie Howe's record last night for the most games played in NHL history. Patrick Marlowe played his 1,768th career game. Uh, He is 41 years old. Most of his games have been played with the Sharks, uh, 1,596 of them, as a matter of fact. He also had about 164 games with the Maple Leafs, eight games with the Penguins as well. He made his NHL debut in 1997. He was just 18 years and 16 days old. The youngest for any player in the league since Lee Wharton did it in 1945. And Marlowe's been lucky enough to stay healthy. And this is the equivalent of, like, somebody breaking Cal Ripken's record. You understand what I'm saying? Right. Like, Gordie Howe played into his 50s. Yeah. Yeah, I understand. Now, it's different because they play more games now than Gordie Howe did, much like any professional league. Uh, But still... To be 41 years old, play in the league for 24 years and not miss a lot of games and actually play and matter is incredible. So congratulations, uh, Patrick Marlowe. How did the Sharks end up celebrating? By losing to the Vegas Golden Knights last night, 3-2. to two. I'm sure he's seen plenty of that. <laughs> yes, you're absolutely right. Although the Sharks have been a pretty decent team at his time there, uh, they really haven't done anything once they've hit the playoffs. So there's that. We talked about it yesterday, and it became official. After a 12-year hiatus, Mudvayne is back, baby. They have announced plans to reunite. Basically, uh, they are only doing right now four festival shows in 2021. They'll be performing at all four Danny Wimmer Presents shows uh, in 2021, including Incarnation Music and Tattoo Festival. That's a headlining performance in Ohio. They'll be at Louder in Life in Kentucky. They will be at Welcome to Rockville in Florida, and they will be part of Aftershock in California, October uh, 9th, I believe is the date that they play. Uh, We, of course, are giving away a trip to that, several of them, as a matter of fact, but this is the first of them. So make sure you're listening and playing at 7.30 this morning for your chance to check out the Mudvayne reunion. These dates, of course, are the first since the band shut things down back in 2009, which was the last time they played here at the Treasure Valley. Uh, And, uh, of course, that was a fantastic show. They headlined X-Fest for us. Uh, They formed in 1996, sold millions of records worldwide. Uh, They've got some pretty interesting Sonic stuff, which is why they, I think, have attracted themselves to the heavy metal world. And, of course, they also have gone through many, you know, kind of weird appearance things as well as Mudvayne. You know, when they they, they first started on the scene, they had a bunch of makeup that they were part of. I think you saw them. They were aliens. They were aliens. And then you saw them when Chad was doing, like, the monkey suit thing. 
And then when by the time we saw them in 2009 in the headline X Fest, they were just regular old Mudvayne. There was no like weirdness going on in their Which appearance. Which I missed, uh, to be perfectly honest. And with who you. knows what they're going to yeah. come back as? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean Chad pretty much has looked like an alien for the last couple years with his red mohawk and uh-huh. stuff. Anyway, so it's a natural look now. We'll see if they like come back with the whole body paint, face paint kind of thing, or if it's just a regular old Mudvayne. Either way, we're happy to have them back and uh, happy to be able to give you a chance to go check them out in California at AfterShock. So. Uh, Mudvayne is back. What this means for new music, who the hell knows? Uh, all we know is we got what we got, which is pretty nice. Streaming Dumbass on the morning after with Nick and Big J. Every single Tuesday, we collect some movies that we hope Big J has and come across in his personal or professional life. We strip away the star studio that brought you creators of BS, and you're left with just something called a very brief plot description based on the streaming service and on that plot description only big j must select a movie to watch and review for you in a 24-hour period big j are you ready yep movie number one when new orleans paramedics and longtime best friends steve and dennis are called to a series of bizarre and gruesome accidents they chalk it up as a mysterious new drug found at the scene but after Dennis's oldest daughter disappears, Steve stumbles upon a terrifying truth about the supposed psychedelic that will challenge everything he knows about reality. No oh boy. And the flow of time itself. Movie number two. Sent to live with his estranged father for the summer, a rebellious teen finds a kinship in a tight-knit Philadelphia community of people that he didn't even know existed, but may help turn his life around before it's too late. And movie number three. A famous actress decides it's time to hire a background actor to play her in a role of a lifetime to help her serve her community service sentence for tax evasion. But her plan starts to backfire when the imposter decides to start taking over her jobs, life, and love. (laughs) Movie number one, movie number two, or movie number three? Uh, Movie number three. Oh, easy choice, huh? Yeah. How come? You wanted to go lighthearted this time around? I don't know. It just sounded funny. All right. Uh, Probably, Probably a horror movie, though. All of these were on Netflix. Uh, you passed on movie number one that was called Synchronic. That stars Anthony Mackie, better known as The Falcon, Ooh. and Jamie Dornan, but you won't be watching that. You also won't be watching Concrete Cowboy starring Idris Elba and Kayla McLaughlin. You will be watching a movie called The Stand-In. It stars Drew Barrymore and Drew Barrymore uh, in a role of a lifetime where she plays both parts, BJ. Obviously an uptake or, or kind of like a... Uh, our updated version of the princess diaries and that kind of thing but uh that is what you'll be watching it is on netflix it is called the stand-in big j will be enjoying that or maybe not and he will give us a full review of that movie tomorrow here on the morning after on the morning after with nick and big j Important stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured due to another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444. Chapman, an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Despite the fact that vaccines are readily available and have been for a while here in the state of Idaho, coronavirus still a thing. And still plenty of workplaces dealing with the fallout from it. And in some cases, if there's been an exposure, they won't let you back into work without a negative test. And so this could be valuable information for you going forward. Starting this week, people will be able to buy rapid coronavirus tests without prescriptions at CVS, Walgreens, and Walmart locations across the country. Abbott Laboratories have the Biax Now test kits, which come in pack of two tests. They'll be sold to the three national chains as well as online. After getting emergency use authorization for serial screening last month from the FDA, they'll cost you about 24 bucks. 
another rapid test will be sold online or at most CVS stores by the end of May. And that will cost $39.99. Both tests give results in about 15 minutes. Our antigen tests, which are less sensitive than PCR tests done in a lab. So there's also that to, you know, take into account. But much like anything, Big J, I mean, it's not going to surprise you that home pregnancy tests aren't as accurate as ones that you would get at the doctor. You understand? Yeah. And so there is that that goes into effect but if you need one it could be good enough to get you back to work if you test negative and get a result in 15 minutes and better than sitting in your car and get somebody stuffing a swab up your nose to your brain right yeah or other places uh what other tests have you done for covid that they scraped you someplace else what Pat? you want to talk about this no this is a good place aren't. you're in a safe space no i'm just kidding Alex Smith announced his retirement yesterday after 16 NFL seasons as quarterback. He shared the news on Instagram. The 36-year-old wrote, I want to say thank you for believing in me. Thank you for helping me believe in myself and in the impossible. Because even though I've got plenty of snaps left in me after 16 years of giving this game everything I got, I can't wait to see what else is possible. Smith, of course, made an amazing return last season with Washington two years after suffering a gruesome broken leg in November of 2018, which he had to have 17 surgeries. Did you ever watch that ESPN documentary? No, no, I haven't. amazing. Like, I don't care if you're an Alex Smith fan. I could usually take or leave him, but his journey to get back to the NFL is insane. And he went 5-1 as a starter last season, but was a free agent and could not get interest from any teams, and so basically kind of forced his retirement. Uh, And so uh, that's going to do it for Alex Smith, the former number one overall pick in the NFL draft. Uh, Never really a huge kind of postseason quarterback, but, you know, pretty serviceable throughout his NFL career. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer by any stretch, but I mean, good career for Alex Smith. No, you don't think so? He has some really good years in KC. Yeah, I mean, a couple. I mean, he's only there for a few years. Right, but all of them were not. He was a game manager. Yeah. Ultimately. Yeah, he he did enough to get the job done, help you win, but he wasn't going to probably get, take you or at least push you over the top to the Super Bowl. Let's see, who did uh, who did the Niners take instead of him? Or, I mean, uh, who did they pass up? Yeah, well, he, they and 26 other teams passed on Aaron Rodgers there you go. that day to uh, get Alex Smith. And Aaron Rodgers wanted <laughs> he, to be a 49er. Yeah, yeah, he I know. Oh, I know. Trust me. I hope you're ready, because uh, Mad Max spinoff Furiosa is happening. It stars Anna Taylor-Joy and Chris Hemsworth, and they're getting ready to film in New South Wales. George Miller is directing, and everything is happening, they confirmed yesterday. The film will follow the origin story of Furiosa, which was played in Mad Max by Charlize Theron. According to the AP, the film is expected to be the biggest ever made in Australia, so they're not messing around. I'm very excited for this. Uh, I'll watch anything George Miller does. That last movie is stupid good. Yeah. And uh, I cannot wait to see it. Hopefully, those involved in the filmmaking process enjoy it a lot more than Charlize Theron. And, and, well, uh, hopefully they're not in the desert stuff. for two years. Well, I mean, that's what they're going to be. And this is the Mad Max universe, man. It ain't going to be all, you yeah, know. Yeah, but uh, Chris Hemsworth ain't here for that. I don't know. I He's don't know. Busy. He's busy. He's got stuff to do. George Miller, get your stuff done and move along. We'll see. Uh, although, listen, if it's going to come out like the last one did, whatever, right? Yeah, I suppose. But if it goes on that long, Nick, uh, George Miller ain't making it through the filming. <laughs> you think Chris Hemsworth will kill it? He, no, I'm saying he's old. I see. Oh, yes. No, he is. He is an old dude. 
But uh, he knows what he wants. He has a vision, and he's pretty good at putting it up on the big screen. So I'm excited for it. Uh, that doesn't have a release date yet. It'll be done whenever they say it's done. To the top of the Packies. From 100.3, the X rocks. The time has come for us to play Who Do You Do? Get you qualified for a trip for two to the Aftershock Music Festival in Sacramento, California. October 7th through the 10th. This show is sold out. Just announced Mudvayne added to the bill as part of their reunion kind of short tour that they are doing in 2021. Plus, you got two nights of Metallica and pretty much every rock band you can think of is playing this thing. It's going to be nuts from Limp Bizkit to uh, The Offspring to Volbeat to Social Distortion to, to Mudvayne. Seether. Yeah, yeah, I did already say that. And so to Seether. you have an opportunity to be a part of this if you want to. We just ask that you have a bad impression or an impression that's great. That's the idea. And if you've got one, give us a call, 208-287-1003. And the good news is, doesn't matter the quality. Could be one of the best impressions we have ever heard. Could be something that Big J and I strain to figure out and cannot guess who you're trying to do. Either way, you're qualified, so things really couldn't be easy. It's really up to you to make this happen. Big J, are you ready to do some guessing? Hey, I'm ready. All right, let's go to the phones. Hello, The X. Hi. Good morning. What's your name, please? Katie. All right, Katie, we are asking for a celebrity impression. Don't tell us who it is. Jay and I are going to try to guess. We want to see if we can figure it out. But give us an impression for us, please. Okay. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. We just I want you to sing yeah, the whole I don't, song. I, uh, I'm going to go, you know, Nick? I do know, yes. You don't know? Yeah, I know. Okay. Marilyn Monroe. Yes, there yes. you go. <laughs> Perfect. Well, I usually have to say it. I figured it'd be nice for you to say it for once. Well, if we both knew, it didn't really, it took out all the drama. But either way, well done. Sometimes you just have to sing a song and you get on the list. Congratulations, Katie. You are officially on the qualification list for a trip for two to Aftershock. And that's how it works. Jason Drew taking the day off today, but 530 will be your chance to qualify for Who Do You Do? We're going to be doing this for a while as we get people all signed, lined up to go check out Aftershock. So make sure you got those impressions ready to go it really is that easy morning after with nick and big j we got your uh fun that is we're going to hell next on the x rocks we are headed to japan big j for today's we're going to hell story little piece of professional advice i don't know what you do for a living i don't know what your job is but i'm guessing there is a pretty good probability it is a bad idea to drink on the job you understand yeah like every once in a while you could work at like a, as a bartender and like the place is okay with it still probably not a great idea to get hammered while you're working but i have seen people drinking on the job behind a bar before kind of a thing but that's really the only situation where i could really draw a line between this is somewhat acceptable behavior <laughs> at a work uh position whereas in most places it's not a great idea Case in point, uh, as we go to Japan, uh, we have a teacher that got into trouble, Big J, because, uh, you know, listen, Japanese schools, they're pretty strict when it comes to enforcing rules and regulations. You understand? Yeah. And one of the most common rules that's actually written down in, like, the, the majority of schools, no drinking policy during class times. I don't know why they've decided to do it, but it's in, like, all the bylaws. And it's not just students that aren't allowed to drink during class. It's also frowned upon for teachers to drink upon at class as well, as it is pretty much everywhere. I don't think this is a Japan thing. 
I do believe that every school would prefer if you were a teacher that you didn't get hammered on the job. Yeah, I mean, right, that's pretty standard. But not all teachers set good examples, however, as evidenced by one elementary school teacher in Japan. According to the Board of Education, the 51-year-old teacher wasn't just sipping on water or juice while teaching class. Uh, this one was involved, It was found uh, imbibing alcohol during a class. Gin and juice. The incident occurred on two occasions. The teacher was drinking a 12-ounce can of chi huai. It's basically... Uh, the uh, It's a Japanese distilled spirit. It's got carbonated water and flavor like fruit juice. I, I would put it to the equivalent of like a, a, a White Claw. You understand? It, it looks like it's like a seltzer kind of thing. But it's got 9% alcohol, so you could get hammered oh, man. on it. Really? You could get wow. hammered on it. Hey, maybe it's like a like a Four loco or something like that. I don't know if it's a malt beverage. It looks more like seltzerly and like water and like like juice flavored to me than anything else. But either way, you can get roasted on it. And a wide variety of these products exist in Japan. It's not known which one of the teacher was drinking. The student in class at the time recognized the can. They're like, hey, man, my dad drinks it all the time. He gets hammered at home. Uh, our teacher's getting sloshed. Yeah, mind your own business, kids. Well, the kid's like eight, too. I mean, it's elementary school. So the kid doesn't know he's <laughs> probably getting the teacher into huge trouble. Either way, uh, he reported or told the teacher that the other teacher was drinking his daddy's juice or something like that. And so the teacher was like, whoa. And then uh, they they confronted the the teacher that was doing the drinking. He said he drank it on impulse. Uh, Apparently, the teacher had been disciplined once before because of drinking in class as well. Uh, He was uh, given a 10% reduction in salary for three months as punishment. And now he's lost his job, Big J. Strike two, you're out. Uh, but then again, I think that's actually a pretty good policy for drinking on the job. I would say so, yeah. I mean, if you only got the, like, the reduced pay for three months, consider that to be a pretty nice slap on the wrist for getting hammered while you're teaching children. Uh, and then to go back and do it twice, you may have yourself an issue with alcohol. Either way, uh, he's in trouble and now he's looking for a job. Probably should look for some help with his alcohol issues as well. But a reminder to everybody, not a great idea to get hammered while you're working, Big J. This is a conversation we've had many times during this show. Yeah. Not a great idea to get you're hammered right. we, while I don't think working. we've ever done that. Well, okay, one time. We got drunk while working? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Technically, that is true. Although, you more than I. I was not doing shots that day. You were doing I was doing shots with your great-grandma. And it was like 6 in the morning. I was telling that that story actually yesterday to somebody who's from Wisconsin and just explaining how much I love Wisconsin and the people of Wisconsin because the things you can do, you don't normally do. Yeah, I know, but like being able to get hammered and do shots at 6 in the morning is a real questionable way to like say I'm a fan of that place. But either way, I it was it no. was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. You go to hell. You can't change my perspective. We were on like two hours of sleep on top of it all. Uh, we pulled into that, that the parking lot of the Sussex Inn at like what like four thirty in the yeah. morning, and then we had to do the show at like six o'clock Wisconsin time. So or no, like seven o'clock Wisconsin time. So and then you know you couldn't sleep because you you had to make sure everything was all set up. It, it was that was a long trip, buddy. We were men amongst it was men then. A long trip. Good times. Yeah, and uh, all the listeners that went along for the ride too were, were fair game and uh, and a lot of fun. It was it went as well as possible as going on a huge road trip with four strangers could have gone. Morning after with Nick and Big J. There's your we're going to hell story for the day. On the morning after with Nick and Big J.
Important Stuff is brought to you by The Advocates. If you've been injured because of another person's negligence, The Advocates are here for you. Call 208-471-4444 or chat with an attorney online 24-7 at advocateslaw.com. You deserve an advocate. Because of the pandemic happening, all of us have gotten a lot more comfortable and familiar with the world of video conferencing than we were a couple of months ago, but it doesn't mean we like it any more than we used to. According to a new study from Old Dominion University, we found that about 68% of us feel like we have what's called video conferencing fatigue, Big J. We're sick of talking to people on Zoom. We are? We don't like it. I love it. Well, uh, you're one of the 32 percentile that is a fan then. But uh, it is one of those deals that uh, fatigue is a real thing. And part of it is because a lot of times these video conferences are fairly unnecessary to be on video, which means that it's one of those deals where you feel obligated to do something that you really don't want to do, especially if you're not like actively involved in the actual video conference. Does that make sense? If you're not somebody that has something to say or that has called a meeting, uh, it becomes like really, really, really boring to be a part of a video conference where you're not doing any talking. Does that check out? Uh, yeah, I suppose so. And so that's what's happening. You know, a lot of businesses are getting together and having like 32 people on this particular Zoom call. And that's where it starts to be like, oh, God, not only am I my eyes bouncing around like crazy trying to figure out who's talking. I also have to be on camera during this whole thing. Mayday. I'm used to people not, you know, caring about my opinion. So based on their findings, they also say that the following things could help reduce video conference fatigue. If you hold meetings in the early afternoon. If you enhance perceptions of group belongingness, like, you know, including time for small talk or before or after the meeting or breakout rooms where people could talk about their interests, you got to establish basic meeting rules like whether to keep webcams on or off and take breaks by looking away from the screen, standing up and walking around. That could help you hate video conferencing a little less. I think the other part of it, too, Big J, is you're not doing video conferencing all the time. True. Some of people's jobs revolve around this. It's become a eight-hour-a-day thing, and that's where I'm sure the fatigue sets in as well. Or there's some, you know, ridiculous amount of video accountability that has to do with their job, making sure they're actually working from home when they're supposed to be. That kind of stuff can also be fairly tiring. Alex Smith is hanging it up after 16 seasons in the NFL. He went 5-1 as a starter for the Washington football team last year. Uh, that's going to do it for him. Hell of a comeback NFL player of the year, comeback player of the year last year as well. Uh, and uh, unfortunately, you know, basically it's the injury that's making him hang it up. Teams don't really think he's got what it takes anymore despite his winning record last year. And so couldn't find another job, so kind of forced into retirement. But hell of a career. Speaking of which, uh, Patrick Marlowe of the Sharks broke Gordie Howe's all-time career record last night for most NHL games played in history. He played in his 1,768th career game yesterday in the Sharks' loss to the Golden Knights. Fairly impressive for the 41-year-old to break any Gordie Howe record, and that happened yesterday. A pretty big deal. Were you excited for the first trailer for Marvel's Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings, Big J? Yeah, it looks pretty cool, man. Uh, it dropped on star Simu Liu's uh, birthday yesterday. He, of course, famous from King's, uh, Kim's Convenience, which is on Netflix. If you are familiar with that series, that's where he came from, and now he's part of the Marvel Universe. And so they dropped it on his birthday. Uh, Aquafina's in it. Michelle Yeoh's in it as well. It looks like it's a pretty kick-ass kind of martial arts-centered Movie. I don't know anything about the comic book, unfortunately, so this is a whole new world for me. But uh, judging by the stunts and cool things and fun that I saw in the trailer, I'm all in. Let's do this. So the movie comes out on September 3rd, 
and it will be available for you to check out. So another long line of Marvel stuff that we're waiting for this year that's going to be coming out. So get excited and check out the trailer if you haven't. Pop Culture Smackdown. On the morning after with Nick and Big J. Yeah, we got uh, a ticket for you here for Monumental. That is Korn's global streaming event that's going to happen here on April 24th. That's Friday, friends. So uh, you can get in and uh, check this out. If the Corn guys are super stoked, excited about it, uh, you should be as well. You got to beat me in Pop Culture Smackdown to get it done. You can even check out the X's Instagram this morning to see Big J with the Corn Monumental filter. His beautiful visage has uh, put on our social media with corn in the background. What a treat for all of you as well. So that's the prize. If you want to get in on it, 208-287-1003, you are going to have to defeat Big J in Pop Culture Smackdown. In order to claim that prize, I say to thee, good luck. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. What's going on? Good morning, man. What's your name? It's Dustin. Dustin, you're up first. This actress is probably more known for her singing, but she also won a Best Actress Oscar for Moonstruck back in the late 80s. Who is it? What was the movie? Moonstruck. She won Best Actress for. But she's mostly famous for being a singer. Moonstruck. Moonstruck. (laughs) Uh, With Nick Cage. It's true. Debbie Gibson? Debbie Gibson. Debbie Gibson. Oscar winner Debbie Gibson. Not quite. Not quite. Not Debbie Gibson. Yeah, I think she's been around a little bit longer than Debbie Gibson. Hello, The X. What's going on, man? Hey, uh, this actress is mostly known for being a singer, but she also won a Best Actress Oscar in 1987 for the movie Moonstruck. Who is it? Olivia Newton-John. Olivia Newton-John. Wrong. Good guess. Yeah, not bad. actress, but not correct. Hello, The X. How are you? Good. This actress is better known for being a singer, but she actually won a Best Actress Oscar in 1987 for the movie Moonstruck. Who is it? That'd be Cher. That would be Cher. That is correct. Right. Good job, sir. What's your name? Sam. Sam, you're taking on Big J. Hey, Big J. This actor played the angel Michael in the TV show The Good Place. Uh, Ted Dance. Right. Correct. Sam, back to you. John Stamos played Uncle Jesse on this long-running ABC sitcom back in the day. Full House. Full House. Right. Is correct. Big J, this actress is part of the Marvel Universe thanks to Black Panther, but she also got her start playing Tina Turner in the movie What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, man. You better know it. I do. Uh Uh-oh. Sam's calling you to the mat. Yeah, he wins. You don't know? I don't know. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I can't remember her name. Wrong. Sam, what you got? Angela Bassett. Right. Angela Bassett is absolutely correct. Well played, Sam. He knew it right away. What was the other movie? Huh? I mean, she's been in a lot of movies. Yeah, which movie are you talking about? In The Clue? Besides Black Panther? What's Love Got to Do With It? Oh, okay. Uh, Congratulations, Sam. You got the Corn Monumental uh, ticket pass coming your way. Hold on tight. We'll get some information from you. Well deserved. We are going to come back with a cool little interview. We're going to talk to Anna Siga Nicolazzi. She is the host of True Convictions on Discovery+. Plus. We're going to talk all about the new season that's available for you to stream now. And Life as a Prosecutor, that's next on the X-Rocks. Godsmack and Awake here on The Morning After with Nick and Big J. No doubt about it, my friend. Uh, true crime is having a moment. Agree or disagree? 
Oh, yes. Agreed. Yeah, you can't throw a rock without hitting a true crime TV show. It's just the way that things are going these days. But some true crime television shows are better than others, and some struggle with giving you unique perspectives, which is why we can introduce you to a television show called True Conviction. It is on Discovery+. Plus. It is entering its third season, and it's all about stories that are maybe famous, maybe you've heard of them, or maybe they're stories that you're not really familiar with, but they show you a different angle of things. Not only the investigation, but also the prosecution and how prosecutors went about making sure the person for the guilty, guilty for the crime actually went down as guilty for the crime, which can be an interesting and compelling story. Host of that show is Anna Siga Nicolazzi, and she joins us on the show right now to talk about season three of True Conviction. Good morning, Anna. How are you? I'm doing well, and how are you guys doing out there in the city of trees? We're hanging yeah. in there, hanging in there. Thank you very much for spending some time. Congratulations on season three of the show. All episodes are streaming now on Discovery Plus, which is very cool. A new uh, opportunity for people to get their eyeballs on the program. And of course, I guess, uh, you know, nobody goes to law school to become a television host. How does that kind of uh, transition work for you and how has it been for you so far? It has been better than I ever imagined. And quite honestly, as we all know, life morphs and it kind of takes us sometimes before we really know where we're going. And that's what happened. I thought I would retire as a prosecutor, but, you know, 20 years in, 16 of those doing homicides, they, uh, it weighs on you a bit. But this was a pretty fortunate way that I was able to still be involved, you know, in this world that I love and care about in a new way. You know, I love kind of sharing it with others and hopefully answering questions that people out there have about our system and learning more about the victims in these cases more than just what you get in the headlines. Yeah, and you know, I mean it's it's kind of an interesting dichotomy because right now true crime is very popular. I mean, uh, you've got a very popular podcast. There's lots of information out there. Discovery Plus now making so much available for people to binge watch. Sometimes you, you can forget that, that this is, uh, you know, a story about some people's worst days of their lives for the families of these victims, the victims themselves. You know, sometimes it's, it's easy to kind of forget about that. It's not just entertainment. This, this is a real thing that has happened. And what you're saying is the biggest thing to me and hopefully conveying these cases. And it's like, yeah, it, this is compelling storytelling, but they're not stories. They are, but they're real people. You know, it could be your mother, your brother, your friend, and it is somebody's mother, brother, friend. And I hope that that's the takeaway. It's interesting for people to hear about these cases and learn about our system, but also just that empathy factor that these are real situations, lives lost, and survivors out there, you know, forever reeling. And that has just always kind of been my mission to really emphasize that aspect, having worked in that world for so long. Yeah, that's the thing I appreciate about True Conviction, though. I mean, is because, you know, you you, you talk to the real um, people involved, the real family, you go to the real scenes of these crimes if you can. And um, that, that brings about the fact that, you know, maybe in some cases, uh, especially those that might not have been solved, there's some cold cases and things like that, the information at least gets out there and people might uh, have that information that they can, they can deliver to somebody. Absolutely. You know, it's Homicide cases are never closed. That file is never forever put away until they get answers. And, you know, with these cases, I always say families should not give up hope. If their case hasn't been solved, somebody out there knows something. Something is potentially coming down the pike, and I think that's what we've seen. And, you know, you pointed out a good point, which is we go to where the case happened, because I could talk to you and tell a story that happened in Boise, for example, unless I'm there. I'm not really going to get the visual and also how Boise, how your Idaho affects that case, the people there, the makeup, and it's really always an eye-opener and, quite frankly, very personally interesting to me. You know, I know how it happens in Brooklyn because that's where I was a prosecutor, but I want to be where these cases happened, kind of on the home 
court and turf, if you will, to get a better feel of what went into whether it's a solve or working towards justice, hopefully. Coming up in this season, uh, you've got an episode called The 100 Mile Murder. And uh, I grew up in Mile City, Montana. I'm very familiar with this case. It is uh, um, uh, was so awful and sad. So, uh, you know, I mean, I can kind of see and, and look forward to kind of checking out that, that situation and how it goes down. But those are, are things that you're absolutely right. Having it come from the, uh, you know, that scene is, is really important to audiences, I think, in finding the truth. Agreed. And also seeing, you know, hearing from the people, not just reading the headlines. Actually, these are human beings, you know, that are working in these cases that have not only been impacted by them. And I think it makes a difference hearing from them directly. You know, and you said that you grew up in Miles City. I mean, how fortunate you are. That is a beautiful, beautiful place. You know, Montana has always been a favorite state of mine. And all this area is that, just like you come from the city with uh, large swaths of land. And that was certainly a nice side benefit to be shown around a beautiful place, albeit hearing about uh, a tragedy. Anna Sigandilazi joins us. She is, of course, the host of True Conviction. You can check out season three now on Discovery Plus. It is available for you to stream all of the episodes. And, of course, you are coming at this from an angle of a prosecutor. One of the things about True Conviction that's really cool is we, we see a lot of shows out there about you know homicide detectives or trying to solve the case and this kind of gets into that as well but also from the prosecution angle which is not often a side of the story that is delivered which obviously is where you have your background in is it nice to kind of tell people and give people a little bit more closer idea as to what you do as a prosecutor every day it's always easier to tell a story from that which we know so i know what i know but i know what i don't know also and you know homicide cases in most places around the country prosecutors are involved from the time someone is killed I always look at it as like we're a sideline coach to law enforcement, whether it's helping them understand what we have to prove legally or help with search warrants and things. And so really showing it through that lens of the world from the prosecutor's perspective is something that I not only enjoy, but I think it's important. I mean, I think transparency is important for people out there to actually see how our system works. Well, you need to hear it sometimes from people within. Anasiga, you know, you, you've done this for a while. You, you know the world of a prosecutor, and you also know that people gather a lot of their information and ideas that they have about a job from pop culture, and a lot of times the, the prosecutor in, in whatever movie, uh, pick whatever one you want to talk about, is the, the no-nonsense person that will do whatever it takes to win, even if that means you know, bending the rules a little bit. Or, you know, a lot of the true crime documentaries that we see are all about how uh, somebody botched an investigation or, or prosecutors are, are doing whatever it takes to get a conviction, whether it's false or otherwise. How tough of a narrative is that to break down sometimes when you're doing what you do? I think it's very tough, especially today. You know, I think all of these professions, you're dealing with human beings, you know, but, you know, it doesn't make any sense if you really think about it, because not only does it serve justice. And obviously, the worst would be for an innocent to be wrongfully convicted, which unfortunately has happened. And we know that. But by and large, you know, prosecutors are out there making less money because they care about their work. They care about these cases. And again, to have the wrong thing happened or by the wrong evidence or bending the rules, well, that doesn't serve anybody. And additionally, not only may have an actual perpetrator still out there, but it just erodes our system of faith in our system. And by and large, what I've seen is that just isn't the case. It's by and large dedicated men. Has it happened? Yes. Because again, we're dealing in a profession with human frailties. But I think the narrative right now, while those cases that have had issues, 100% they should be highlighted. They're not acceptable. But I think that a lot of the good work that's being done is unfortunately overshadowed right now.
Absolutely, and yeah. that's one of the cool things that's behind uh, True Conviction. You get to see some of the men and women that work their tails off and, and be a part of this thing and, and get the story right, which is I have obviously the uh, the end result for all of these things. And, and, of course, it sounds like you are on the road when you're making this show. Uh, lots of travel days for you, kind of going all over the country, making sure this show is put together the right way? Absolutely. You know, we took a bit of a hiatus during COVID, but we ended up getting back out there in August, and we continue to be out there, and I look forward to it. It's, it's a fringe benefit, if you will, you know, to get to see various parts of the country. That I don't think there's one place in this country that I wouldn't like to see that I haven't been because everything, you know, adds something to see it and to see the different people uh, in this country. So it's a fringe benefit. I love it, and we have lots more days to come out there on the road. If you are a fan of true crime and you want a different angle on things, uh, lots of different places you can find Anna Siga. She's got a great podcast called Anatomy of Murder that you can check out anywhere you want to download it, plus uh, True Conviction uh, Season 3 streaming now on Discovery Plus, another fantastic show. Uh, Anna Siga, thank you very much for uh, being on the show. We certainly appreciate it and looking forward to more stories you have to tell. I appreciate it. One thing more is that for those cable subscribers out there, you can also catch True Conviction Tuesdays, 9 p.m. Eastern, Investigation Discovery. But thank you for taking the time to talk with me. After with Nick and Big J. Headlines are brought to you by Team Mazda. Need a car loan do-over? Get online pre-approval with the iPreCheck button at GoTeamMazda.com. You know the one you hear about on the X all the time? You can check it out for yourself at the official website of Team Mazda, GoTeamMazda.com. Headlines are as follows. Tough kid. Can I interest you in a burrito and yard sale? Oh, man. Ah, tough kid. This is a reminder to listen to your small children when they're talking to you sometimes. Eric and Nicole Woodward said their five-year-old daughter, Rain, came inside their Castle Rock, Colorado home after playing outside and told him that they just she just saw a giant cat in their yard. And because she's five, they told her to shut up and sit down. But, you dumb kid. Rain was so calm, they just really didn't believe her at the end of the day. Uh, or they thought that maybe they, she just saw a big house cat. But they decided to check their ring camera, Big J. And what did they see? A video of Rain in their yard riding her big wheel and then coming face-to-face with a wild bobcat in their yard. Oh, damn! They say the child and the big bobcat stared at each other for about 22 seconds. The kid didn't move. She just looked at the cat. The cat looked at her, didn't know if it was going to pounce or what. And then the cat turned around and just left. Rain then runs inside the house to go back into safety. And uh, the parents were like, she didn't seem like she was shaking at all. I mean, it looked like she was because she knew to run inside the house the second that cat went away. But she's totally cool by it. And uh, and it's one of those deals where it's like, hey, you never know, man. When a wild pop cart's cat's going to run into your yard. Next thing you know, you got to pick it up and hip toss it. Yeah. What you going to do, brother? Get on out of here. Go on, bobcat. Get on. Get. But a uh, tough kid to be able to uh, stare down a bobcat. I mean, that's something else, I suppose. Or uh, she's the demon incarnate, one of the two. You decide. How about a burrito or a yard sale? Yard sale. You have to wonder how much this thing was getting sold for because police in Lower Township, New Jersey, say they got a report about a hand grenade that was located at a yard sale in North Cape May on Saturday. Responding officers determined that the device was, in fact, a actual live grenade. It was unexploded. And so the entire neighborhood, two blocks, had to get evacuated. The Atlantic City Police Department's bomb squad unit had to remove the grenade safely and transported it to a secure location. But a reminder, it is not legal nor advisable to sell things like uh, grenades at garage sales. Uh, whether or not it's live or not, it's still a bad idea because somebody else is liable to think it is. And then even if it's not, a whole bunch of trouble's coming your way. 
and this one seems like it actually was a live grenade, Crazy. which is even worse. Uh, so try to keep that in mind as you're going about yard sales and trying to put things on sale. All, not all things on sale are a good idea. Wrap it up with how about a burrito? Big J, I know you love burritos, but I think we can agree one ingredient never belongs in there. The TSA shared a Twitter, I shared on Twitter that officers at the William Hobby Airport in Houston, Texas found crystal meth inside of a breakfast burrito, my friend. Uh, somebody thought it would be a good idea to try to sneak it through security while it was in his food. They didn't think they would tear it apart and look it up inside, but it happened when a screening agent noticed that there was a pretty big lump in a burrito as it was being brought through security by a traveler. When the item was inspected, they did find a big old baggie of crystal meth inside. Houston Police Department determined the substance was meth and the traveler was arrested on all sorts of charges. Uh, I don't know if you've ever had a meth burrito, Big J, but any interest? No, not really. I've heard bad things. Not even I've once? i not to try. Damn it. You beat me to it. Don't even try a meth burrito once. <laughs> I'm glad. I'm glad that you haven't tried it yet. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your headlines. We've got some bad impressions next on The X Rocks. The X. Yeah, and we'll get you set up with a Poppy Papa Murphy's meal deal, uh, which includes a large pepperoni. You've got uh, some cheese bread in there. Don't want to forget uh, a two-liter bottle of soda and some cookie dough, Nick, to make your cookies fresh at home. It's going to be delicious. You just need to figure out bad impressions here to get hooked up with it. Although, you just came up with a great idea. What about we open up a Poppy Murphy's where the singer Poppy has her own pizza place and it's bake at home. Any interest? I'm Poppy and then Ghost Mane comes in and screams and throws pepperoni at you. Love it. Fever 333 can show up sometimes. Uh, look it up, kids. It's fun. Uh, 208-287-1003 is the number <clears throat> that you need to call if you would like to play Bad Impressions. Big J's got three clues set aside. For somebody that is pretty famous, figure out who that famous person is in three clues or less. Papa Murphy's coming your way. Let's go to the phones. Hello, the X. Hi there. How you doing, man? What's your name? My name is David. All right, David, you're up first. Good luck. David, fictional character here. Oh. Okay. There'll be multiple versions of me in the new Flash movie. Next, please. <laughs> Adam West, Michael Keaton, Val Kilmer, George Clooney, Christian Bale, Ben Affleck, and now Robert Pattinson have all portrayed me on the screen. Ah, Batman. Batman, Batman is absolutely right. No, 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 no. Good job, Batman. David. Hang on one second. No love for Kevin Conroy, but what is clue number three? Yeah, I don't, I don't remember him. Uh, I'm the Dark Knight. And why is Batman in the news? Michael Keaton specifically uh, is uh, going to uh, be uh, the feature here in the fact that uh, this is great news because at first it, he was reported, was reported, oh, he's going to be uh, coming back as Batman. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, oh, what's going on? It wasn't necessarily a full movie role. It was just him making an appearance in the new Flash movie. And then he's like, yeah, COVID, going to be going to England. I don't know if I'm going to make it. Well, guess what? He's made it. And uh, Andy uh, Machete. Muschietti, he uh, is the director of the new Flash movie. They just started filming, and it's confirmed uh, that uh, Mr. Michael Keaton will be in the movie as Batman. I wonder if that means his part is bigger than we think if he's there, like, first day kind of stuff. You know what I mean? Or yeah. fairly early on in the filming. I don't know. I'm excited to find out. It's good that he's back. I still am fairly convinced we're not going to see him in the cowl again. I think that it's just going to be him as kind of Bruce Wayne. 
looking back. I mean, uh, just because, you know. Well, I don't is... know, because also, you know, Ben Affleck's Batman's going to be in this as well. I know. I know. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're obviously going to multiple multiverses here, and that's that's the thing. I'm just saying, if it's Michael Keaton now, I'm not sure they're going to get, you know, almost 70-year-old Michael Keaton in the Batman costume. Listen, you know. never know what they can do with movie stuff You're these absolutely days. right. You never know. Will they make it look good? I don't know. It depends if DC's decided they want to spend the money to make it look good and not like crap. We'll see. Uh, we'll see if they've learned any lessons whatsoever. I'm guessing not, however. Morning After with Nick and Big J. There's your bad impressions. We wrap up the show here next on the X-Rock. The Pretty Reckless and So It Went is how we're wrapping up this 420 broadcast here on the Morning After with Nick and Big J. Special thank you to Anna Siga Nicarazzi. She was on the show today to talk all about a little thing called True Conviction. You can check out the actual podcast and the full interview on xrock.com as part of the Morning After podcast page, which, of course, is podcasted every single day and you can listen to wherever you get podcasts. I don't care if you're an Apple Pot. I don't care if you're Spotify. I don't care if you're on Stitcher. I don't care if you're on xrock.com. You can grab it. You can even tell your Alexa to play the Morning After podcast and it will listen to you and play it. Next thing you know, we're barking at you just like we are every morning. It's pretty great. <laughs> also, uh, Big J selected a movie called The Stand-In that he will watch tonight and give you a review about it tomorrow. You can find that on Netflix if you want to play the home game. And we'll have more chances at prizes. Even got somebody qualified for the Aftershock Festival this morning with Who Do You Do? Big J, that leaves you with the floor. Yeah, I'm super stoked to get up on the uh, Major League Baseball, the show, MLB, the show, 21 today. You're going to spend some time with it? Yeah. Uh, first baseball game in how long? Oh, man, I don't know. Forever. And is there, I, I guess you're starting from scratch like you've never played a show, right? So you don't yeah. know what road to the show is or any of that stuff? any of the buttons. What's your first, like, do you do like an exhibition or do you do like create a character and learn as you go kind of thing? I don't know. Recommendations, please. I would say the recommendation would be to... I, well, I mean, I guess you're, it's all downloaded, right? Like, you don't have to play while it installs kind of a thing? Yeah, it's okay. all downloaded, ready to go. I would say start a career. See what it's like to, to play Big J in, in something. I don't know. What would your position be? That's a good question. If you create a Big J for the league, what are you going to create? What probably, probably catcher. The least fun position to play the in a video fun. game? What are you talking about? In a video game? I don't know. You don't do anything oh, as a you catcher. you don't get to, you know, you, well, suggest the pitches? The way your career works is, no, you do not get to call the game. Oh, that's dumb. Uh, the way it works is... No interest now. You, you play the defensive plays that come to you. So, yes, you would be able to play a pop-up every now and again. So, I guess you could do that. I think the idea, Big J, would be to make yourself the, whatever the anti-Big J would really do in real life. And so, like, go ahead and be like a shortstop if you want to. Somebody diving around for balls all over the place. What the hell is that supposed to mean? I'm just Al? saying, if, if you know, the real Big J probably wouldn't be in shortstop in any position. Now, is there also, like, um, I mean, can you use PEDs? Yes, that that is one of the, you have to unlock the actual PED level. But yes, and then the, the, the cutscene that they show you getting injected in your butt is pretty, pretty funny. Uh, can you choose? Like, I'll take Androstein Dione? Well, you have to go on uh, uh, what they call a schedule. And then once you're on that, yes, you can actually pick the name of the drugs that you're on. Great. And then it's funny, like, in. You, you actually see your forehead get bigger in the game. It's pretty cool. Morning After with Nick and Big J. <laughs> Don't forget, next set of X-Rock is brought to you by Team Mazda. If you need a car loan do-over, get online pre-approval with the I pre-check button at GoTeamMazda.com, the one you hear about all the time on the X. We will see you tomorrow. Ian filling in for Jason Drew next. Have a good one. It's the X-Rocks. <laughs>